Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Yes, hello and welcome to another edition of Off the Bench. Rob Beaver and Paul Hazelby with you on your Saturday morning right around the state of Western Australia. And Hayes, as I welcome you in, some upsets to start this round of AFL. You're right, Beaver. It's the hardest time in history to get your tips right. Some more upsets. And, uh, geez, I think there's going to be a few more across the weekend. We're going to dive into that a little bit later. Some big changes to the West Coast Eagles and the Fremantle Dockers teams. Both teams jig. They're in need of a win, Beaver. Absolutely. Oh, and... How many games have they played on the home? Oh, and the three moment? for oh, and three Fremantle. Moment, yeah. And it's interesting because I feel like Fremantle have actually played better than their record would indicate. And I feel like the Eagles have actually been really quite poor mm. in, in a variety of ways. And as you said, the Axe swung at selection earlier in the week, Hayes. But uh, round six and round seven fixtures did come out from the AFL. Travis Ald uh, was good enough to have a chat to yourself and Carl Langdon earlier in the week. But tell us what we can look forward to in round six and seven. If you haven't heard, it's the Saints taking on Geelong Thursday the 9th. This is round six. Then Collingwood take on Brisbane. So good to see Brisbane get a big time slot of the MCG. Then both teams will get on a plane and they're coming out here to the West Australian Hub on Saturday. It's the Dockers up against Melbourne. The the Eagles take on the Crows, the Hawks against the Suns, the Bombers and the Western Bulldogs. Again, the Suns getting a Saturday night slot. So this is promising for them. Love seeing them do so well. And on Sunday, Port Adelaide, the Giants, Carlton take on the Swans and North Melbourne against Richmond. And then we head to round seven, of course, on the Friday night back here at Optus Stadium. It's the Cats taking on Collingwood in front of 30,000. The next day, it'll be the Waffle. They get their opportunity, a big Fremantle Derby, East and South. They're expecting some big numbers. And on Sunday, the late time slot, 4.30, it'll be the Eagles taking on the Dockers. Dockers home game, 60,000. Beave, this could be the biggest weekend we've ever seen in football here in this state. It'll be fantastic to A, have football back in the state, B, have a derby, but C, have two Victorian mm. powerhouse clubs coming here and for crowds to be allowed. And then more powerhouse clubs will come from Victoria after that. So I think over the next seven weeks, we're going to be treated to some great footy here. And how do you feel about the West Coast Eagles and the Fremantle Dockers? Yes, it wasn't ideal. They had to go to the hub. They had to spend five games up there. But then they now get seven home games in a row. Everybody complained about, you know, inequality. That sounds pretty good to me, Beaver. Seven home games in a row. How many did Richmond finish with at the MCG last year? Seven. Ten, but, well, t- ten I think in a mm. row it was, but not all allocated as home games due to shared tendency. So I think if you can get seven games in a row in WA, and this is why it becomes even more important that the Eagles and Dockers can put a win on the board over the next couple of weeks up there in the Gold Coast. Uh, if they can, then all of a sudden they're in really good shape. And we know that the Eagles in particular are very difficult to beat over here in WA, but the Dockers as well, especially when there's interstate clubs 
coming in. But, B, we're going to do our dig after the break, but I do want to have a dig at all those people, all those West Australians that basically gave it to the AFL, called it the Victorian Football League over there. I think the AFL have done everything they possibly can to make this season as fair as possible for all the clubs involved. They all started training at the same time. They've all had the same regulations. The Dockers and Eagles, Adelaide and Port Adelaide, yes, they've had to go into hubs, but they will be rewarded, I believe, fairly at the back end of that. And you you were around the first couple of weeks leading into the AFL season. How bad was it on radio, talkback radio, everybody complaining about the AFL being run by Victorians? I think they've done a magnificent job. I think they've done well. I I feel like if the Eagles and Dockers win seven games in a row because they're playing them all at home, then you watch the narrative Mm. turn very, very quickly. For your chance to win a pair of Bose headphones worth $380, head to nutrientwin.com.au. That's N-U-T-R-I-E-N. W-I-N, NutrienWin.com.au. All thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions. Terms and conditions apply. We'll be back with The Dig. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. The Dig. Dial before you dig. The essential first step. Yes, welcome back to Off the Bench time for The Dig. Don't dig yourself into a hole. Lodge a free before you dig inquiry, Hayes, I'm going to give the new ball to you. News out yesterday morning. Some great news for Australia and New Zealand, it should be said, in joint force. Yeah, they are. 2023 World Cup bid successful. But I'm going to have a dig at some female journalists and also athletes. Now, I watched a show a couple of weeks on Quanda, the show Quanda on the ABC, I think it is. And they're basically saying that the media attention was non-existent here in Australia around this World Cup bid. And I sat back and go, well, it's, there's nothing to report on just yet. And we'd mentioned it a few times on our show. Then it annou- gets announced on the Friday morning. And how big was it? It was almost as big as the Sydney Olympics announcement uh, when we heard the winner is Sydney. And the footage has gone viral. It's been everywhere. So I want to attack those journalists that, uh, look, if there's nothing there to report, it's a big story. When it comes to fruition, it came to fruition and it's been monumental to go down as one of the great days in Australian sport because I can't wait for the 2023 World Cup big. I think the significance of this for football here in this country, we're talking about soccer, that uh, really needs it right now. They need the growth. The women's spectacle has been fantastic from a Matilda's point of view for a long time. But um, I'm happy and I'm going to go. I'm going to take my kids. Nice dig. I don't mind that because here's the thing, and the, this is something that should be said. The FFA and the A-League and the W-League sort of um, respectively are not great marketers of their game. Even the Socceroos mm. and the Matildas, to an extent, are not great marketers of their own game. Um, I didn't even know that we were bidding until about a month ago when uh, I think it might have been Japan or Brazil or, or one of those nations pulled out. Um, fantastic result, absolutely. But this, hopefully people realise, and, and not the people from within those organisations, but the media and communications departments realise that you can't expect someone to have an interest, A, in something that hasn't happened, or B, something that you're not actually actively promoting mm. yourself. And I think that's something that those organisations need to look at. Now, my uh, dig... Hang on, I've got another one on top okay, of that. Okay, quickly. England. Now, what about England? Well, we're close with England, aren't we? Part of the Commonwealth. Oh, well, yeah. They we... rang us up a lo- many, many years ago to say, we need you to come to war with us. We yeah. did that. Guess what? Guess who they voted for? With the FIFA 2023 World <laughs> Japan, Cup. Bid. Japan, was it? Not Japan, Not it was Colombia. 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 They didn't yeah. vote for their very hey, own. This, this isn't jobs oh. for the boys. This isn't jobs for the boys, Hayes. You've got to be better than that. Now, I'm going to take a dig 
at a few different organisations here, but it, it comes back to one key point. I want to play a piece of audio uh, from earlier in the week. CEO Mark Williams, Werribee coach, Brian Colangelo, the new owner of the Illawarra Hawks, all on the Dwayne's World podcast. Okay, so What's Brian, wrong with that? Brian Colangelo is not his name. It's Brian Colangelo, first and foremost. Oh. No, no. So here's, here's where I get, right? So this is a guy who's got NBA experience. For those who don't know, he came in. He's now a part owner in the, the no longer Illawarra Hawks, just the Hawks, but that NBL franchise. Um, so he's bought into that. Fantastic. If we want to be taken seriously as a basketballing country by media, and this is part of the issue that we have, Australians go over um, to the US and they do all these media tours and they ask the simplest, dumbest questions and they say things uh, to premier NBA players and it's like, oh, you look like one of the Australian players and they don't even know who the Australian players are. If we want to be taken seriously as a country, A, when you start getting people's bloody names right, that's just journalism 101. And B, while I'm at it, you need to spell them right, Hayes, because I found in our little drawer uh, here in the office... I went in looking for my uh, my AFL accreditation, knowing that the games were obviously coming to WA. And Paul Hazelby. Spelt wrong. Spelt wrong by the AFL, your accreditation for last year. I've got that sitting in the drawer in the office. That is disgusting that for is... the AFL to get your name. And you've since said to me that the Fremantle Dockers have occasionally done that to you as well. It is not that hard to Google your name. And I've done it. I'll admit, I had no idea how to spell your name when I first started working with you. So now, in my head, every time I want to spell Hazelby, I say Hazlebby because yeah, I'll never get it enough. wrong. That's not good enough. But going back to Brian Colangelo. Colangelo. See, I, don't, I didn't know his exactly. name. Exactly. Get better. I learn didn't know who he was Colangelo. at all. You don't Colangelo. know what you don't know in sport. That's fine. Then learn. Be a well, journalist you and read learn. It. If you don't know what his name's pronounced at then you ask somebody who does, or you Google him, or you type into YouTube, this person's name, press conference, and you hear their name, and you learn, and you become more educated, Hayes. You know what part of the biggest problem in Australian media is right now, particularly sports media, is that a fair majority of the personnel involved in sports media are what? Male. Male, but they're ex-what? Ex-athletes. Ex-AFL athletes. Mm -hmm. Most of them. You look around some of the big... big, uh, Radio stations across the country, it is dominated by ex-footballers. So I think there is a divide between, you mentioned before, FIFA and the coverage in, in that sport. Imagine if you did have an ex, you know, a Lucas Neal that mm-hmm. was on Talkback Show. Oh, you know, Cahill. you wouldn't get yep. those sort of uh, occurrences happening. So I think there are some sports that are so frustrated that their sport doesn't get spoken about enough because they don't have representation in there. Whether that's right or wrong, it's just the way it works. I think the popularity of AFL in this country far outweighs everything else, and it's a ratings game. It's about driving more people to listen as well, but it's something that I've noticed. Yeah, I think more people who are uncredentialed like me should get jobs over people like you. That's a good point, Hayes, and that's where we're going to leave it here on Off the Bench. Plenty more still to come. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Yes, welcome back to Off the Bench. A reminder for your chance to win a pair of Bose headphones worth $380. Head to NutrienWin.com.au. That's N-U-T-R-I-E-N-W-I-N. NutrienWin.com.au. All thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions. Terms and conditions apply now. Hayes, we heard off the top of the show that Australia and New Zealand's joint bid to host the 2023 Women's FIFA World Cup has been successful. Great news, of course, for, for us and for all the, the lovers of the women's world game here in this country. But I wanted to throw this to you. That means that we've just had the women's T20 World Cup in cricket, obviously, earlier this year. Huge, Big crowd. Huge success. Massive crowd in the final as well. Uh, Australia going on to win that. We also have the FIBA, so the Women's Basketball World Cup in 2022. 
and now the FIFA 2023 Women's World Cup of Soccer as well. Are we, as a country, the global leader in elite and professional women's sport? Well, I'm not going to go that far. Let's look back at the Cricket World Cup. Fantastic final series, wasn't it? Unbelievable. They had 89,000 or whatever it was there at the MCG, just before everything went pear-shaped with COVID-19. But outside of that, Beaver, was was it big? Were were crowds big? I think we had a game here, a couple of games played here in Perth, and the crowds are really disappointing. Yeah, so, I, I see what you're saying. But you also go to Olympics and you'll get events that don't get crowds because, A, they're minor sports or um, there's countries participating that, that nobody's travelled to. So I, I think that, you know, you take the good with the bad in that sense. You're a basketball person. Do you think the FIBA 2022 World Cup will attract a lot of attention and a lot of crowds? Uh, it depends on, I think with anything in, when it comes to basketball, it depends who the USA sends. Uh, but, yeah, but potentially. And I think... Basketball as a, a women's sport in this country is doing quite well. Obviously, netball and, and hockey and, and things like that are obviously the sports that get a lot of coverage. But basketball in this country does well, and a lot of the WNBA talent do come to the WNBL. So I think there'll be uh, a, a niche market for it or a section of the, the population that will go. And I know I'll go. And I think, yeah, generally, I think when we get to the point where you're hosting World Cups, and this is, I know that I've spoken to you about the Sydney Olympics in 2000 and that being one of the biggest regrets of yours that you didn't go to Sydney, you made up for it in Beijing in 2008. But I think inevitably when these um, world events come to your country, I think people get behind them, especially if your team's a good medal chance, which Australia will be. What if we do a really good job at the 2023 FIFA World Cup for the women? Do you see a time in the future where we have a crack at the biggest show on earth? Forget the Olympics. The FIFA World Cup. The World Cup is the biggest on the on the international stage, Do I could see we it? attract them here? It's difficult because there's so many politics that play mm-hmm. out in the world of soccer. It's diff- It's difficult, I think, to also get. And I know Australia obviously has qualified for the World Cup. We haven't made any serious noise since was it 2006? I think it yep. was. Um, it would be difficult to see FIFA awarding it to a nation who won't go deep into the you know through the mm. qualification rounds into the round of 16 round of eight round of four and etc so that doesn't work in our favor um facilities who, who knows mate in 15 years the rest of the world could still be dealing with coronavirus we might actually be the best place for it i can see us launching a bit i think we're a little ways off i'd say we're probably 20 to 30 years off needing to do that uh but yeah potentially what about the olympic games do you think we'll have a bid in the future olympic games are becoming quite problematic for a lot of uh, countries mm. because they're spending a lot of money on infrastructure and then after it leaves then there's a lot of wasted money that comes with that we saw rio de janeiro didn't really have the greatest olympics and, and have struggled a little bit financially since we're pretty set up though we've, we've got the, the stadium the infrastructure mm. here to pretty much do it without doing too much i believe and what would be, I don't know the logistics of this, but what would be the issue with co-hosting it over three cities on the eastern seaboard? So let's say you go, right, it is the Gold Coast, it is Sydney, it is Melbourne. I think there's more than enough stadiums to do everything from golf to tennis to basketball to, you know, you could even throw soccer in there if we ever get to the point where we're doing that. There's enough world-class facilities, particularly if you look at golf courses and things like that. You've got all the aquatic centres, you've got the Australian Institute of Sport, 
I think maybe a shared bid might be the way to go going forward. And I know not every country has that option, but if you're looking at spreading it out over three, I think the actual investment in, in infrastructure would be minimal because a lot of it's already there if you spread it out across those three states. Financially makes a lot of sense, but what about from the athlete's point of view? It becomes more like a world championships where you just basically put in your position in that country and away you go. You don't have everybody centred in the same village. No, you talk to the athletes, that's the yeah, very best part. No, absolutely. And that's something that you'd have to work out with the, with the athletes. But if we might see a time 20, 30 years from now where countries simply aren't bidding without the proviso that we can Mm. do it and spread it out over existing infrastructure. This is Off the Bench. Plenty more still to come on the show. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Off the record for Choices Flooring. Inspiring Choices Magazine, Innovation Edition, out now. Order your free copy at choicesflooring.com.au. Yes, welcome back to Off the Bench and a reminder that you can create a healthier home with Breeze Carpet from Choices Flooring and you can enter to win a Dyson Vacuum Ste in store for details. Hayes, just a quick edition of Off the Record for this week. I've already done the uh, Brian Colin Jello pronunciation mishap in my dig. If you uh, missed that, we'll be up on the podcast a bit later. But uh, a couple of really, really quick ones. Not the highest and most classiest thing we've ever had, but uh, listen to this. Yeah. Nick Revolt got the knob nod. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> got the nod by Andy Ma. Simple gaff by Andy Ma. Now, danger wasn't much better. Um, sometimes you can get your words fuddled. Brilliantly, the backdrop <laughs> actually fell on top of you. <laughs> yeah, look, um, just a few <laughs> cuss-cutting measures. Oh, uh, cuss-cutting actually... measures. You've got to remember them, the cuss-cutting measures. It's hard, hard to actually say that deliberately, but happens quite often. Have you ever been tongue-tied on air, Hayes? Say it ten times fast, quick. Cost cutting measures. Cost no. I can't do it. I'm going <laughs> to end. Cost cutting. Cost cutting. Cost cutting. Cost cost. Oh, there we go. You I got get, yourself uh, as well. all the time. Uh, create a healthier home with Breeze Carpet from Choices Flooring. That was off the record for another week. Now, before we go, has plenty of games still to come in the AFL round. Let's get stuck into them and see who we think in our crystal ball will take home the chocolates. Big day for our West Aussie team. Some changes made by Adam Simpson, Tom Cole, Tom Hickey, Jermaine Jones will make his debut. Former Geelong player, Jeremy McGovern back in. Oscar Allen, Petricelli. About time Petricelli was omitted. He hasn't been in great form for a long time. In fact, ever since he kicked the five goals against Port Adelaide last season, Rotham and Schofield. I think, given the announcement throughout the week, the Eagles are now being given a home date. They'll be happier. I think they're going to win against Port Adelaide, who sit atop the ladder. I think it's time. I think they've shown steady improvement throughout their time on the hub. I think they've been getting better a little bit by little bit, but the one thing about Port Adelaide that impressed me last week was that they were challenged particularly early against um, Fremantle and they managed to stand up and get the job done. And it's a lot of the young guys, your Rosies. I know Dersman won't be playing this weekend due to an injury, but um, guys like him and even Zach Butters as well. I'm sticking with Port for this one. I think they'll be too strong. Dusty Martin back for the Tigers. I think they'll be too strong for Richmond. Well, they need to be too strong because if they don't win this one, it's going to be difficult for them to go back to back. Essendon taking on Carlton. Who do you like in this one, Beaver? I've got no idea who I'm supposed yeah, to be supporting tough. in this one. But uh, look, I, I think uh, Carlton deserve wins and a healthy Carlton is good for the league. So I'll go the Blues. I'll go the Bombers. Just to be different to you. The Suns taking on the Dockers. I'll give the Dockers a real chance. Well done to Caleb Sarong back making his debut for the Dockers after some good preseason form. And Stephen Hill been out for a long time, had a lot of injuries. I question whether he's going to get through the season. But this is a positive step. I think they'll challenge. But 
to be honest, I'm, I'm on the bandwagon of the Suns. I want to see this exciting team keep going and play I, finals this I, year. I want to be on the bandwagon of the Suns so badly, but I feel like the Dockers have had a quarter here, a half here. I think it's about time the Dockers put it together. Maybe that little bit of class on the outside with Stephen Hill and maybe the excitement that a young Caleb Saron can bring will be the difference of the Dockers for me. The big watch on Sunday is the Adelaide Crows. They won't beat the Brisbane Lions, but they need to show something. You've spent some time in Adelaide. They have fallen off the cliff like they no other. They have it. It's been absolutely merciless, the media over there. We've obviously heard the comments by Mike Rusciuto a couple of weeks ago. Um, that is a, a club that is in really, really almost crisis mode, which is difficult to say. Usually when you bring in a new coach like a guy like Matthew Nix, you get a grace period from the fans and the media, but absolutely not happening at the moment. Uh, Brisbane very easily, I think. Melbourne taking on the Cats. No Harley Burnell omitted. This is a strange decision. He played okay. It was his first game mm. for a long, long time. Do you reckon it's part of their management? The just loading of him to say, we'll give you one week. And see, We're not going to put you back straight back into consecutive weeks of AFL football? I would say they would have a plan to do that, but they didn't play last week, people. Well, so no, they play, it... no, they they played at an intra-club. I know it's a bit different, but they did play. Mm. I, I don't know what they're doing, but you Geelong's just for me, wonder, Geelong's you just for me either way. just they're being honest. I'm going with Geelong. They're a good bounce-back team. They've won, lost, won, lost, won, lost for a long time now, mm. over the last 12 months. And the Hawks taking on North Melbourne to finish this round. Tough one. I'm going to stick with the Hawks. They were impressive the other day. I'm just going to flip my pen. Good idea. Uh, North Melbourne. There you go. There we go. That's it. This is Off the Bench for another week, Hayes. Thank you for your contributions. Once again, we look forward to your company next Saturday right here on Off the Bench. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.